The trouble with podcasting is that unless you have a co-host or a guest or even a live studio audience, uh, you're pretty much just talking to yourself. Um, so that will probably account for the shittiness of the first episode. Um, so welcome to the second episode. Uh, recorded a bit early. Um, I am going to try to make this one funnier. Um, you can thank my wife for this because she pointed out how shitty the first one was. But seriously, uh, I did go back and listen to it and I did sound half asleep. Um, I'm going to blame it on working full time and having three children. But I do think that uh, we can make this one funnier, so hopefully you guys can stick with me as I try to dip my toes into this here. See if I can't figure out what I'm doing. Make an entertaining show full of irritating background noise that someday I'll figure out how to edit out once I get to all three of you to subscribe that's actually listening to this. So I'm going to tell a couple of stories tonight, maybe peppered in with a few parenting tips. Uh, the first one is parenting related. It's more travel, uh, specifically traveling with uh, two small children internationally. Or as I call it, um, how a bag of craisins almost landed me in a jail in Chile. Uh, several years back, uh, I think it was 2015, uh, we decided to take a trip. And uh, those of you that know me and my family, you know that my lovely wife is from Chile. And uh, the majority of her family still lives over there. So we had decided to uh, plan an international trip, go see her grandparents and cousins and aunts and uncles and what have you. Um, I think, you know, we didn't have Isaiah yet. Logan was... I want to say six or seven months old, and Grayson was going to be turning two on the trip. And just an aside, um, usually when you're two or under, uh, you fly for free. But because Grayson was going to be turning two on the trip, they made us buy a full ticket for him. So $2,500 later, we find ourselves on a plane traveling to Chile, with a layover in Peru. Um, traveling with small children, uh, this will be my hell. If there is a hell, it is traveling on a plane with small children. Um, you know, skipping to the end of the story, Chile was awesome. But traveling to it was uh, pretty terrible. Um, thankfully, the people on the plane, um, the staff, yeah, they were all very understanding. They were all very good with the kids. But and part of it is we got fooled because after the first hour, because we left way late at night, and after the first hour, you know, the kids were pretty well behaved. They were excited. They didn't freak out. And then it was uh, usually during the, uh, the stopover in Peru because uh, Logan was still drinking formula. And because you can't have any kind of liquids in the airport. I had to wander around the airport in Peru looking for some water to make his formula. Um, in Peru uh, and Lima specifically, it's not a, a family-friendly airport. 
Uh, so I got to wander around until I finally found a store that would sell me a warm and dusty bottle of water for six American dollars. Uh, but if I wanted to buy cigarettes or whiskey or cologne, that would have been my place. But uh, once we get to Chile, um, first of all, we expected it to be fall weather because we went in the spring, leaving from Florida in the spring. And because Chile is in the southern hemisphere, the seasons will be opposite. So we expected fall weather. You know, they say it gets you know chilly down into the 60s. It gets chilly and chilly. Ah. And uh, but we didn't watch the news, and we didn't see that um, a volcano had erupted in Chile, uh, drastically increasing the temperature. Even though the volcano was much further south. And uh, we land in Santiago, and it's a nice and uh, freezing 90 degrees, and we're all wearing long pants and sweaters. And we had this, one of our suitcases was, uh, this is big giant luggage filled with all kinds of goodies. We were bringing candies and you know, snacks and little souvenirs and things that, you know, the American stuff bring into Chile, and then we fill it with chili and stuff to bring back to America at the end of the trip. One of the things we had in there was a bag of craisins. Uh, for anyone not familiar with craisins, uh, they're pretty terrible. I'm not sure what it's actually supposed to taste like. Cranberry and raisin, I understand the concept, but they're pretty bad. Uh, we're going through customs and uh, you know, these get flagged. They look it through the, the suitcase, no problem with bags of M&Ms and whatever else. They said, you know, oh, you have craisins. And I guess because it has seeds, and it technically means it's a seed-bearing fruit that we didn't declare. So they said, oh, we need to detain you for a moment. Or at least is what I think they said because they're all speaking Spanish. And my wife is wearing Logan on the front of her in the little harness. I have uh, Grayson, who's sleeping in the stroller. We're all dripping with sweat. So I have him in the stroller, two giant luggage carts with a third luggage cart with all the car seats on it. And then they take uh, Cynthia back to some kind of customs office. And I'm standing there for about 45 minutes, just wondering, you know, how soon it's going to be before I end up in jail. And nobody can help me. Nobody's speaking English. Every person that walks by, yeah, I'm trying to use my tiny bit of Spanish. Donde esta mi esposa? Everybody I talk to, yo no sé. And we just keep walking. And I can see on the other side of this big wall of glass, her family waiting there with all these perplexed looks on their face as they see me slowly losing my shit. And then I'm trying to, like, mouth the words craisins to them, and they don't understand what I'm talking about as I'm waving my arms, pointing at my sleeping child and trying to whisper the word craisins and not look like a madman. Um, eventually, um, we didn't even have to pay a fine. We just had to sign some papers that says we couldn't apparently bring any kind of seed-bearing fruit into Chile's fragile ecosystem. But uh, that, that part was pretty awful. Uh, Chile was uh, an amazing place. Um, good food. Uh, full of a lot of dogs uh, for some reason. And uh, I asked Cynthia about it. 
And everywhere you go in the city, Santiago is the capital. I mean, just every street corner, three, four, five, six dogs, down in the subway, a couple of dogs, and everybody just seems to be just okay with it. You know, nobody's, you know, like shooing them or anything. The dogs don't seem to bother anybody. They're pretty much just, you know, doing their own thing. You know, it's kind of weird that uh, you know, everybody's kind of ignores them. I don't know if they were once pets that all became strays. But uh, that was a, that was a pretty good trip. Um, coming home was also uh, pretty awful on the plane because that was the last three hours or so of the trip on the plane that Logan decided to, to lose his mind. But thankfully, uh, the last half of the plane was empty and we were able to, uh, you know, Cynthia was able to kind of walk back and forth with him. And that was pretty much the, uh, the chilly trip. It wasn't as terrifying, you know, during the customs, but uh, it was all right. It was a good, uh, yeah, I recommend traveling internationally. I got to finally put a little stamp on my passport. I actually got to say that, you know, I got to leave the country and see somewhere cool. So I do recommend traveling, uh, but wait till your kids are either old enough to carry their own shit or just don't bring them. Because I think that would be way more fun. As much as I love my babies, putting them on planes is, is not very fun. And the, uh, that was my first little parenting tip, travel without your kids. I'll have a, a second little story here for you. Uh, this one involves uh, lots of poop. So it should be, should be fun for all. Uh, when Logan was about a year old, which means Grayson was probably about three, uh, we had all had this awful uh, GI bug that just ravaged our whole house and all of us were sick. And uh, we were all just kind of starting to get over it. But it was, you know, for a good three or four days, I mean, I was talking, you know, firing out of both ends. You know, that nice mustard green color that stains everything it touches. And uh, to get out of the house, you know, my wife says, you know, are you okay with the kids? I want to just go to Publix, get a couple of things. I said, sure. Yeah, I'm sure we'll be fine. You know, Logan was in his playpen. Grayson was playing with his toys in his room. And I was just kind of sitting there still, you know, feeling a little miserable, but not too bad. And then I see Logan, he's hanging onto the side of the playpen, kind of doing that little bounce thing that, that toddlers do. And then I hear him shit. And for anyone that has a toddler, when they've been sick and they have that diarrhea, you can hear the shit from the other side of the house. I mean, it sounds like somebody trying to, to blow bubbles in a milkshake. And I watched him squat and shit. And then I see this greenish mustard colored stain start to form on the side of his onesie. And I know right then, there's no amount of wipes that are gonna, that are gonna take care of this. So I just say, you know what? We're just gonna throw him in the bath. That's the only way this is gonna be not terrible. Yeah, so I just immediately wrap him in a towel, run to the bathroom, I get the tub started. By then, he's, I lay him on the floor, like gently swaddle with the towel. I open up the towel, I see he's already laying in a puddle of liquid shit. Which already, I mean, bear in mind, I'm still kind of sick, so it's not going to take much to, to jumpstart a vomit. 
So I'm already, you know, feel a little queasy from smelling all this because it has that sour vinegar, sick diarrhea smell. So I said, okay, I'm going to need another towel. This one's all full of shit now. I managed to get Logan undressed. I get him in the tub, and of course he's freaking out because of the tub noise. And he's trying to crawl out of it, and I'm trying to wash shit off of him. And then Grayson kind of peeks in to see what's going on. And I just say, Grayson, go get Daddy another towel. And he, okay, and he runs away, and I'm thinking to myself, he's doing it. That's my boy. And then he comes running back into the bathroom, not with the towel, but with a soccer ball raised high over his head like he's a goalie about to throw it back on the field. And he throws it as hard as he can, which hits me in the face, and then bounces into the tub, which then splashes shit water in my mouth. And then because of that, I immediately start to vomit. But I'm just about six inches too far away from the toilet, so I'm kind of vomiting just on the front of the toilet and on my own feet as I'm trying to lean over my own shoulder while also not letting my other shit-covered child drown. Meanwhile, my wife has been gone about 10 minutes, and all of this has gone on. So eventually I had to just climb in the tub with Logan, wash my own vomit off of me, wash off his uh, shit everywhere, the whole time with Grayson laughing his ass off. And then, you know, when my wife came back, I had to, you know, explain to her what happened. It was her coming in, you know, why does the house smell like shit and vomit again? And then, you know, fortunately for her, she missed that one. And then I learned a valuable lesson about child's onesies. Here's uh, my second parenting tip of this episode. Is the onesies on the infants and the toddlers. You'll notice the shoulders are always sewn in a particular way. Those are called envelope folds. Which means when a child is covered in shit... You can pull those down over the shoulders so then slide the onesie off of the, from the feet end, thereby not covering your child's face in shit. Of course, I learned this the hard way after covering my child's face in shit, and then learning later how I could have done it way better. And some people think, you know, that's obvious, you should have learned that ahead of time. Like, listen, I was on my second child before I figured that shit out. So some things you, you get right away, and sometimes you gotta you know, take notes on the what to expect when you're expecting. Um, so that's my second episode here. Um, I do promise that they are going to get longer, especially when I start getting other people's stories that I can read and we can all have a laugh about. So send any of your parenting stories to uh, yourparentingpodcast at gmail.com. Um, if you don't have any kids, you can always tell funny stories about your own childhood. I'm sure eventually I'll come up with some stories from my childhood as well before I had kids. And we can all have a good chuckle about it. Uh, I do thank you all for listening. Thank you all for your support. Um, all three of you that are still with me. And this is like a little mini bonus episode. And uh, I guess I will try to make the next one a lot longer. And goodbye for now. <laughs>